Sonic Statesman.com. Hello and welcome everybody to Sonic Talk number 129. We're recording live today, Wednesday the 13th of May. Uh, you can join us if you haven't already, or if you haven't joined us this week, you can join us next week, sonicstate.com forward slash live around 4pm on a Wednesday when we record the show and we stream it live. Yes, folks, that's just how daring we are. We stream it live and we have a live chat room. We've got lots of people in the live chat room too, and I would like to say a particular hello to Mr. Tandori On, which I, uh, I like the name. It's got, a, it's got a very. I like. I like it. And and, and of course, sounds delicious. Everybody else who's there as well. Um, so yeah, sonicstate.com forward slash live every Wednesday 4 p.m. So um, my guest this week, I have to start with PJ Tracy because we haven't heard from PJ for a while. I know you've been busy and you had all sorts of technical stuff. So PJ Tracy, Emmy Award winning PJ Tracy, how are you? Hello. I'm fantastic. I'm very good. Glad to be here. Although I'm suffering a little bit today from buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse. Uh-oh. Yeah. Did you buy and the I System ha- 700? I, I, <laughs> I did not buy the System 700, no. But I bought, uh, I just laid out this morning for uh, Project Sam Symphobia. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even received the software yet. And I'm I'm already feeling just that little that little twinge of oh boy. <laughs> you know <laughs> I what? Per- I I, abso- I have absolutely no idea what that is. You'll have to enlighten me. I feel really dim. Sym- Symphobia is a specialist orchestral library uh, that seems to specialize mostly in ensemble patches and effects such as rips and stings and trailer risers and that kind of thing. Okay. So perfect. Or you know, composers that need to get things done quickly and to achieve certain effects that you just can't do with a standard orchestral library. Right. So that will but be it's very, fine, very sp- finding its, very its way spend- into your compositions, will it? It's very spendy, is it? Yes. Yes. Well. Oh well, there you go. I'm sure you'll you'll be very happy together. PJTracyMusic.com, folks, for all your PJ Tracy needs. I'm sure. Who knows? You might even hear some of his. Um, library being used in some of his mp3 examples you can get at pjtracymusic.com okay and also we have dave robinson the first of our two daves from prosoundnewseurope.com dave dave's down the phone from um, prosound news towers which is uh have you got a view of the thames today i have i've got a view of uh the uh, the gherkin the tate and um oh look no, not Towerbridge. I was going to say, look, there's Towerbridge opening and there's a car jumping, jumping over the top. In a Bond style. Because kind of <laughs> that happens all the time in London, obviously. Of course, well, they're always shooting movies, aren't they? Um, but it's a, bit, it's a bit foggy and, yeah, hey. hey. It's London. Yeah, well, how are you, Dave? You well? Uh, I'm very well. Um, in fact, obviously London is, uh, is very much on my mind at the moment. Well, it's always on my mind. Not Georgia. Um, <laughs> no, never, never Georgia. Um, but... Um, uh, I was at the AES show in Munich at the weekend. Yeah, and um, obviously for the for the US listeners and for PJ and, uh, and Rich, I, I don't know if you've been to the AES show in LA or in New York. I met Rich in New York um, AES um, a couple of years ago. In fact, ah, well, of course it's it's there this year. It's there in October to be back at the, the Javits Center. And it will um, no doubt be well attended and it will be very successful because the New York shows always are. Yeah, well, everybody wants to go to New York. So how was Munich? Was it busy? It was, and I've got to choose my words carefully here. Um, No, it wasn't busy. It was busy on the Friday afternoon, but Saturday and Sunday were very poor, to be quite honest. The attendance was very low. But then again, there were only about 60 or 70 exhibitors. 
Right. Um, and it, it was a it was a weekend. It was a, a sunny day in Munich, and the the exhibition centre was a good sort of twenty five minutes out of the centre in BMW. Um, BMW land, quite literally, the factory and, and all the workers are sort of in that kind of area. So it was just the wrong place and the wrong time to, to have a show, and, uh, and and the numbers reflected it. But the big news that kind of that created a, a buzz, if, the, if, if that's the right word, is that next year the AES is going to be in London. Woohoo, whereabouts? Well, as far as I know, uh, and this is yet to be ratified, it'll be at Excel. Ah, which, right, where Limbs is. That's good. Excel's good, actually. Yeah. It's a good place. Um, well, it's very good for the international travellers, of course, because the city airport uh, means you can just hop over from Europe. Um, but it's crap for anyone who lives, actually, in who's, who's coming from the UK, because um, they shut the tube station on uh, the weekend for the next 200 years, don't they? Well... It shouldn't be cut. Well, if you Blackfriars Station, they do where I, where I come into work. But no, I mean the DLR. You get to that whole kind of ride through Toy Town, which is all very exciting. Um, but the potential, that the, the important thing is the potential for the show is very great. The last time we had a pro audio show that wasn't to do with broadcast or wasn't to do with um, um, sort of videography or whatever uh, was in 1999. It was RT 1999. In fact. Wow, that's a long and, time. Yeah, exactly. Eleven years. And the AES would never have a show in the UK because it clashed with the sort of things that the APRS, the Association of Professional Recording Services, which is what, what they used to do. I don't know if you remember the APRS shows of the 90s, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last one was in 95. But now, with, with that side of the industry struggling, um, they, they are going to work together. They have to work together. Um, so, you know, if they bring a show here, they bring in some heavyweight producer names, they have some times with some of the, 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 the large studios that are still standing in London. It's, you know, it's the 40th anniversary of the Abbey Road album, I believe, next year. So, uh, All you know, tie-in nicely. Yeah. So there's, there's great potential. They just need to make sure that they market it, that they get the right people involved, hopefully, um, you know, ProSan News will be will will get it get behind it some way, but you know we'll we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, and and there's a chance to really bring it back to life because if they don't, then the thing is dead. Certainly after the Munich showing, mm. uh, you know, it, it either needs to um, retire and just disappear, or it needs to come back with all guns blazing. So mm. um, let's hope they get it right. Well, let's hope so. Well, thank you, Dave. And that and other opinions can be found prosoundnewseurope.com where you can get your online version. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you. Uh, and that, um, that silent no in the background was uh, from Rich Hilton, who's uh, joining yeah. us down the wire from uh, Connecticut, uh, where I guess you're poised to leap in a fast car and go to work with uh, Niall at uh, Le Crib. <laughs> fast car. I drive a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. A sort of medium-paced car, then. Yeah, exactly. You know, getting big mileage, though. Um, uh Actually, today I may not be going down there. Why, you ask? Because yesterday when I walked in, my monitor had died. My 30-inch Dell monitor had gone dark. And so I've ordered a new one, and it has not arrived yet. And so sitting in that studio staring at a non-working monitor would not be a terribly productive thing to do. No, I'm guessing not. Oh, well. But I've got the new one on the way, and I'm looking forward to it. A Dell 30-inch monitor. Oh, that sounds nice. Are they pricey? Well, or are they kind of, they're pretty well-priced, aren't they, the Dell stuff? It is now. I mean, they've all become a, a lot more competitive. Um, back when I bought this one, which was three years ago, yeah, that, they were second they mortgage. Were around, <laughs> they, well, they were $1,800, and I found one on eBay for 12 and that was against the Apple equivalent, which was like 30 
five or something stupid. It was Jeez. Apple was incredibly expensive. Now Apple's down to eighteen, Dell's down to eleven, and I didn't buy either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I bought an LG. LG. Let's hear it for LG computer monitor. I've grown fond of their video products. Uh, and in their price point, I find them to be very good, uh, both TVs and computer monitors. So I'm getting me an LG 30-inch monitor for the studio. And what resolution does that run at? Is that like 19 by 16 or something? It's or- like 2056 by 1600 or something. It's huge. It's as big as the Apple and the Dell, and it's it's the big deep uh, dual, uh, what is it, DVI, dual-link DVI uh, top resolution. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's same as same as I've been running the Dell. Oh, does it need, work? So great. does it does it need two two leads then? Effectively, no. A dual link. I think it's a specialized cable, but it's one cable. Oh, okay. It, it's not the same. There's some difference between the dual link DVI and the traditional old school DVI, I guess. But um, mm. this is dual link, and it all works well. And uh, just need a new screen. Oh wow! Looking forward. To, well, I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah, uh, me too. Well, Rich can be found myspace.com forward slash Hiltonis. Thank you very much for joining us. And finally, in uh, but not in last order for any particular reason, Dave Spears from GeForceSoftware.com. Hello, hello Governor. Hello, Dave. So was it, you, was it you that bought the System 700 then? No, but I had everybody here fooled. Oh. It was brilliant. It was my birthday, right? Hello? So my the whole family were there. Yeah. And uh, I kept, I just kept, oh, is that Dave gone? Dave seemed to disappear. Yes. Okay, oh. carry on. Uh, no, I just kept checking my uh, phone in the garden, and I conned my dad into believing that it was uh, Chrissy and I that were buying it. Oh, so uh, the look on my missus' face when I admitted that actually we hadn't paid 20 grand for a piece of kit was uh, quite priceless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wag. On your birthday, too. Well, happy birthday, Dave, I should say. Happy Gosh, I, that passed Dave. us by. Yeah, good. <laughs> do you like to play them down now, do you? God, yeah, when you get to my weight. I mean age. <laughs> and weight. So our first topic should be, um, as it was last week, but we didn't know anything about it, is the new Propellerheads record. And uh, to begin with, I want to play you this example of the time stretch, which I think is pretty blooming remarkable. What do you think of that, then? I know it's going to be hard to tell. I mean, I'm assuming you'll get a chance to go and check out on the uh, Propellerheads website. But amongst the many things that uh, Propellerheads record, which must have been one of the biggest kind of media events, certainly in this sector, that for a long time, um, that was the time stretch. And it was pretty impressive. And that was a multi-track time stretch, not just sort of stereo. At least that's what they say it is. Um, so anybody um, got anything to add after last week? Does this look like it could be a good product? I- I'll run through the kind of basic uh, principles from it. It's basically uh, a multi-track recorder. They, you're not supposed to use the word DAW because uh, apparently it's not a digital audio workstation, even though you use it for recording, editing, and mixing digital audio. <laughs> You're not, it's a digital audio workstation. Well, apparently not. No, right. it's, it's something else. But I'm not sure what that is uh, exactly. But you're not supposed to call it that. Um, 
unlimited tracks, multi-core support. The mixing section is kind of based on the SSL 9000K with a bus compressor emulation and the EQ and the dynamics and stuff. Uh, it's got, uh, what else has it got? It's got, uh, integration with reason not via rewire if you own reason then you can use the racks and use the instruments and use all the other things within it uh, it's a bit i'm not quite sure how that that works uh, what else does it go things it hasn't got still no vst au or plug-in support uh no midi without reason um what else is there um, i can't think anybody else care to comment dave have you dave spears our second dave did you, uh, uh, have you been keeping an eye on this? Uh, not as much as I should have done. I did, <laughs> I did, I did have a look at some of the videos. Um, how much is this out of interest? 299, um, on its own, but okay. bundled with reason for a mere $629, which does seem like quite a lot of money considering you don't get any audio units or VST instrument or third party plugin support. That's interesting. I've been asked by a, a few guitarists. Uh, what is a really simple and easy way of recording their live shows. And, of course, I've been advocating, um, you know, just getting one of the Boss or Roland um, hard disk recorders. Um, but this looks like a nice, simple solution. It could be, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And if it's, you know, streamlined enough. And like they, like in the video, he was saying, you know, it's very kind of ergoni- erg- ergonomically designed. Mm, yeah, it does, look, well, it, do, it does look very nice. I mean, yeah. the, the design is nice. The mixer looks fantastic. But again, they're showing it on probably what looks like, uh, Rich, uh, a 30-inch Dell display. <laughs> so you get to see a whole thing there. And it's like, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> but I imagine on a 15-inch laptop or even uh, smaller, it's not going to look quite so impressive and be a bit irritating as you try and scroll around its legion track count. Um, but yeah, Rich, um, I know we talked well, about it the last week. What do you, what do you make? Well, as regards the small screen, let me just jump into the middle and then move to the beginning. Um, the one thing I did see that was new, and I do mean the one thing that was new and interesting to me, was the navigation bar on the right, re- reminding me in some level of reason where you could kind of scroll up and down across all of the things. In other words, it may actually be more friendly than some of the others on a smaller yeah. screen because okay. of that. But now stepping back to the beginning... I, I watched all of I watched all the promo I could find on this thing, and I failed to see what makes it so much easier, so much more musician friendly, so much. That said, it looks wonderful. I mean, I I, don't, I honestly don't understand based on what I'm seeing yet what makes it all of what they say it is. Not a DAW musician's friend songwriting tool. You know, I don't I don't know what makes it all of that, but it looks cool. And when I saw that it was going to retail in America for 250 bucks, I thought, well, that's pretty nice because people can just spend a little bit of money and have something to take out and record with although most of those people have garage band um but then i start thinking about the fact that they don't include much of reason at all in it and you add up that and reason and you're now spending considerably more than logic's uh studio and far be it from me for being the public advocate for logic studio because i don't even use it hardly but but uh when you stack it up feature for feature against what's out there they're going to have to make that case about how this is the every man's DAW and it makes life so much easier than all the others a lot more strongly than they've made it so far to convince me that spending somewhere between six and seven hundred dollars to get that and reason is better than buying Logic Studio with 50 gigabytes of extra loops and God knows what kinds of other data, 10,000 virtual instruments and all kinds of, you know, yeah. as uh, so 
I love it. It looks great. It is kind of cheap on its own if you don't consider the cost of reason into the equation. But when you do, I'm not quite sure of how it positions in the marketplace versus, say, buying an Mbox Mini and a piece of, and a Digidesign LE Pro Tools system for 250 bucks. You got a bunch of virtual instruments with it nowadays, and you know, or whatever. You know, so that's. I'm, I'm hearing you, Rich. I, I'm kind of with you. And also, the thing, the thing that I find about it is obviously, you know, if you're convert, you're looking to convert the reason users to buy it. That's going to be a subset of your existing, you know, number of people, and and it, for those reasons you've mentioned, bringing new people in or people who already use doors that do have more integration with other stuff is going to be a big ask. I think. I don't know, right. Dave Robinson. Right. Do you have any thoughts? Um, you've, I think you both put it, Rich, and and, and your additional comments. Nick. I think you you put it very very well without me having to say very much more. Uh, you've got a deeply entrenched market. Of people using LE and using Logic Studio and your Cubase and your Sonar guys as well. Why would they look at this? Unless they love re- um, unless they love uh, reason so much and they're into the whole propeller head thing. Um, the 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 SSL um, dynamics in there. That's quite a nice little touch. Oh as yeah, let's a, let's not forget the Line Six stuff. That's quite a yeah, big the deal. Pod, uh, the, 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 yeah, the pod the the pod applications. I mean. That's that's quite nice that you they've got together straight away with some big brands. Though uh, I'm not sure that a lot of people in this market will will know what will appreciate what an SSL 9K um, could do for them. Um, whereas the the, the the virtual pod the vir- is, is a whole different thing for the for the guitarist. But um, you know why would you want to use this unless you're so in love with a whole propeller head style, which is great. And obviously they've done wonders for. I mean, they invented drum and bass for, for a start. Um, but, um, a round of applause yeah. for drum and bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another, but, uh, another drum kit falls down the stairs. <laughs> but I think what they have to do is perhaps bring in, if they want to attract new users, they have to bundle it in a way that brings the price right down. And they they give them uh, a fuller package and they give them reason and maybe some other goodies and at a price that's, you know, four ninety nine. Rather than that six hundred thing, you've got to say that there's bound to be there's there's so many so many opportunities here for bundling with Line Six products or bundling with uh, SSL products. You know, I mean, you you've got to see that they probably thought about this down the line. You know, maybe you can bundle it with SSL DSP stuff or I'd bundle like it with you know. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It does, but just coming coming so late to the game uh, in the middle of a of a um, recession. I mean, maybe it's something they've got all these bits and pieces hanging around from uh, from developing other software, and they thought, you know, we really ought to do something with that recording application we've been working on. If we uh, if we patch it up a bit, we can sell it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hope there wasn't anything libelous in there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope um, not. But I'm suggesting, you know, may, maybe it's just kind of a side project. It just seems a very strange time to record to to release something into a very very crowded market. And as Rich says, it doesn't seem to be offering very much. Ex- extra than you might have already seen so, the one thing that but I, I tell you the one thing where i think it might be really useful that whole kind of time stretching thing you know i mean because it's got some really good bouncing features in it as well i wonder whether or not you might consider kind of getting all of it to drop some stems in there and just stretch the whole thing real quick um outside of the stuff you know say for logic doesn't have a particularly good time stretch so you know you could maybe put that into there um stretch your multi, re-export it and stick it back into lot. You know, those kind of things. You you could see that maybe that kind of processing might work. And th- there is rewire hey. potential as well. So maybe you could use some of the features in it within your 
uh, you know, Logic or whatever as a processing, some of the SSL processing, bus compressor. Because if you buy those plugins separately, they're going to be kind of pricey, aren't they? Yeah, but uh, you're going to spend all that money just for a time stretch that doesn't leave you loads and loads of artifacts. Uh, yeah, you, know, you might. You think about that. You might. PJ, would you? Yeah, I think that uh, I am a Reason user, and I think that even though they're going about the marketing backwards, I think that's intentional. I think that this is aimed squarely at the already existing Reason user and the Reason user of the future who buys Reason alone, not necessarily the bundle together unless they're prescient enough to realize that once they start using Reason, they're going to wish that Reason had the ability to record audio because it makes it so much easier to deal with if you're if you're doing a remix or something like that to to fly a vocal in there and do something with it because it's a pain in the complete pain in the butt to to do it any other way inside of reason and i think for $149 as an upgrade option to have reason fully integrated into this into this product and my my understanding of that integration is that uh effects in this product are modular so uh, each track has sort of a, a modular section or a rack section, just like you have in, in Reason assigned to it, so that you're able to pull in either a Reason module or a uh, you know or effect that's built into the actual pro- into record itself. The fact that it doesn't have VST or AU um, plugin support, I think, is a is a real downside to this to this thing. But I don't think that it's going to stop the major uh, contingency of Reason users from upgrading to this product. And mm-hmm. so I think that if they if they had had this on the shelf as as something to, um, you know, that, they, that they've been working on for a while, it's probably a really good time for them to unveil it because I think that this is a feature that Reason users have been clamoring for for years. And essentially this answers that. By integrating Reason directly into the user interface of Record, you get Reason with audio recording. Yeah. And I, I think... Yeah, and I think that that I think there's thousands of people out there that will that will buy this thing right off right off the shelf. Right. Okay. No, re- that's that's interesting. I mean, I think that there has been said that you know one of the reasons they haven't got plug-in support is because it means that they can keep the core of it stable and efficient. But I mean, Live seems to manage it, so you know that, uh, and they may be right. But you know, in terms of comparison, they're going to be kind of struggling to justify it a little bit after all this time. Yeah, I think that's true. But I, I mean, I agree with Dave that that those that are devotees of the propeller heads philosophy will be the people that are, that'll generally pick this thing up. But I think that that user group is fairly large. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Mm, okay. And they're doing it a deal. You can get it for 149 bucks if you're a reason user already. Yeah. So let's see. The thing is, I think that any future reason ah. user is going to wind up buying this thing at some point or another. Mm-hmm. It does say, I've got the original press release here actually, it does say that Propellerhead will also offer special bundles and pricing to its users through its retailers. So they've, they've got more tricks up their sleeve perhaps. Mm, yeah. I think so. Yeah, plus they have such a huge distributing network like you guys were saying. They'll, they'll bundle, bundle some kind of light version of this with audio cards and other software and whatnot and they'll get people hooked on it. They'll say GarageBand's not enough, I need something like this that's got this uh, amp modeling software in it or, or whatever. I'm not familiar enough with GarageBand to know how how it would directly compete head to head with something like this, but this looks like uh, kind of um, their answer to Mackie Traction, which oh is yeah, a nice yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. But that hasn't had much traction, has it? Oh, <laughs> nice. I no, like unfortunately, it. and it's a great little program. Yeah, you know, it it's uh, it's re- really stable, really well. But done. it kind of shows you that there's you know it's hard to get traction in uh, in a new uh, in a mar- in a market for doors. So, yeah. but I was—I I, wanted—I want this to do well because a 
they come from Sweden and they're they're unconventional and everything they've done has been cool and it's nice that a company is able to do that and and make a, a really good name for themselves and B because they're not Apple. Yes. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, perhaps we should leap it. I'll, I'll launch into our first advertiser this week. I'd like to say thank you to Roland.co.uk for advertising with us. Uh, they'd like you to point you at a competition they're currently running, which uh, you can win a Boss Micro BR recorder. Dave Spears, uh, you were mentioning that that's something you've been recommending to people for recording gigs and rehearsals. So isn't that perfect? Well, uh, if you want to win one of these, uh, head over to roland.co.uk slash vsynthgtpatchvote because they're running a competition where they have all of these uh, Planet Roland centres in a number of uh, big stores throughout the UK. Uh, the product specialists from those have been asked to come up with uh, vsynth GT version operating system 2 patches and uh, they've all done a video there's about i think there's nine or twelve of them i forget the exact amount and uh, they're quite interesting because they show you what the v-synth is capable of in terms of synthesis which is an incredible amount it's got a dual core processor i think i mentioned that last week but i'll say it again because i'm still impressed uh, so get head over there and what you do is you listen to the you watch the videos and you check the your favorite uh patch and then you vote for it and it's really that simple and then you will be drawn as a potential winner for the boss micro br recorder so head over to roland.co.uk slash vsynth gt patch vote thank you very much once again to roland uh, for your sponsorship and segueing into stanton doing good things i thought there's um that the the scs dash scratch 3d which is a little kind of usb nifty little usb touch controller um is 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 working really well uh for for a dj controller and i was looking at and thinking oh i want something like that for 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 control of my door i mean it may well be possible but it's aimed at the dj and i was looking at all of their stuff and it's really nicely designed and really got some great features and also no it hasn't got any moving parts um, who DJ? Is anyone DJ here? Dave, do you DJ? Dave Robinson? Um, well, I have done, but I'm, I'm more of a pioneer man. <laughs> well, you know, when I'm not down on the wheels of steel, on the ones and twos, of course. Okay, on the te- on the Technic <laughs> SL 1200 Mark II. Let's Mark hear it II, for. Of course. <laughs> Vicky, 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 Dave Robinson. Chewy, 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 chewy. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good. I mean, this stuff. I mean, it's, it seems to be happening in the DJ market in a big, big way. We don't seem to be getting the same controller innovation, or maybe I'm just sort of leading a slightly blinkered life. What do you think? It looks nice. It looks, it looks like a kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a chaosolator type thing, isn't it? With, it does, uh, but it's with, got with, lo- with it's a got, round pad rather than a square. Yeah, but it's got loads of buttons and stuff. Nice bit of design. 149 yeah. bucks. Somebody help me mm-hmm. out here. <laughs> my finger is poised for the tumbleweed. No, I'm actually, some, somebody help, help Dave out here. Rich. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide if you lead a blinkered life. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what can I tell you about this? I was exposed about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago to a software product called PCDJ that used a Newmark mixer and a pair, pair of Korg Chaos Pads. Let me see if I can say that correctly. A pair of Korg Chaos Pads. Uh-huh. And it very much reminded me of what I expect you would do with this kind of thing, where you had... Each chaos pad was basically take, accepting uh, MP3 audio from a computer, 
and mixing it in real time back into a traditional Newmark mixer in the middle of the thing and then out into an audio system. And this was supposed to be the rig you would bring. So the Stanton thing is kind of a logical extension in hardware for me of something like that. It makes sense. The whole idea to me that a DJ product would accommodate the idea that people are going to be using electronic sources all the time is nothing but sense to me. Mm. Do I have any use for this thing? Absolutely not. I wonder if it'd be useful for, for just kind of controlling plug-in parameters or automation. Um, TG in the chat room says, it looks like a futuristic toilet, uh, to which Guru won't add. I wonder if it has water jets. <laughs> looking, through the, looking through the blah, you know, it, it's, it says that it supports Trafford DJ Ableton Live. So they, they've thought about what, it's, what it can be used with. And uh, also there's... Um, the uh, it says you, you'll find a workflow that meets your needs says says one reviewer so they, they put different ways of operating it so that you you know it's fairly adaptable uh, and for 149 quid 149 dollars in the in the shops or discounted you get it for maybe a ton yeah that's... you know maybe it's uh, if you do, if you need just one more gadget well you've already I, I got do chaos bad and well I don't know I th- I like the look of there's it's just got some nice design touches but it just feels to, okay well let's let's take the other angle I mean our PJ do you think you could um you could get into a bit of gesture controlled stuff because this is this looks like a pretty cheap way into it Yeah uh I I I'm not exactly sure about this device I mean I I read the the brief on it and I I don't know exactly what makes it stand apart from everything else except that it is a, you know it is a little bit cheaper um but gesturing is a really cool way to control things. Uh, I always loved using the Roland D-Beam for doing that type of thing. And, and also, um, M-Audio a while back had touted a control surface that looked really fantastic that they never actually brought to market called Surface One. And this thing had a bunch of, uh, I guess they were supposedly 3D ribbon controllers where you could actually go depth-wise into it, control aftertouch. I remember that. It looked yeah. like, a, it looked like a, um, a, a palm reader scanner yeah. from Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, it looked like that. And they, you know, they were touting that they'd use some kind of mesh fabric that was created by the Canadian Space Agency. And all. I didn't even know Canada had a space agency, but uh, <laughs> that they... Uh, you know that they were doing and no no offense to any Canadians that are listening I'm sure you guys are not. all all over the moon by now but uh yeah they uh it, that that looked really cool and I was really poised to to get one of those because I thought it would be really fun to to see what you could do with one of those as an alternative controller so I'm always interested in these things but it just seems to me like a little bit like this I mean I I guess I would concur with Rich it's it's an it's a evolution in an idea mm. but it doesn't really seem to be anything new so mm, much okay they might do well with this i think they will I, the yeah. dj is a big market I, dave i mean can you can you see where i'm coming from help me out here what about the far all right let's let's look at this uh, from another point of view dave from dave spears is this sort of starting to signify uh that we're going to not have any moving parts on things pretty soon i hope not i want knobs <laughs> give me knobs i think there are two two major flaws with this uh, the first one is it's called Dust Scratch, which is a yeah, name. Yeah. That. And the wiki, second wiki, one wiki. is it um, implements something called Stand Touch, which sounds like a sort of convicted paedophile, doesn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> or sounds like something you get when you do too much running and don't have enough showers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no. I missed that. Bad <laughs> so, just me then. 
yeah. Okay. You want to stand alone can... with Stand Touch. <laughs> I'm standing alone with Stand Touch. I have Stand Touch, which is why nobody will associate with me. Yes. Yeah. Just don't go on the bouncy castle with the kids. So perhaps no. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not in the ball pool. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I'd like to try one out because I'm sure it could be integrated with stuff. I mean, it's, you know, I like the look of it because I bought this, um, uh, what did I, I got the Alpha Track, um, Frontier, oh, what's it called? Alpha, yeah. And I haven't used it at all. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. So I, I think I'm just going to be one of those people that collect little, vi- little MIDI controllers. I'm going to have like a cupboard full of them when I'm an old man and they'll discover it, you know, when I've fallen asleep in my chair in front of the telly for the last time. They'll come in and they'll break the door down after three weeks and I'll be sort of leaking into the floor, but they'll find this huge horde of MIDI controllers. Blimey. Do you have a cat? I wonder how many of them will still work. So, okay, well, uh, not quite a tumbleweed moment, but very nearly. Right, let's have a bit of... Can we talk about the cat? The cat? You want to talk about the cat? Oh, yeah. Hold on a minute. Well, we could... Can we just have Rob uh, Rob Pape and Subbase very quickly, or have you got to go? No, I'm going to go. I'm dying to talk about this bloke. All right, quick a quick well, nod to the uh, Rob Papen Sub Boom Bass uh, new synthesizer. Here it comes. That, in fact, is a Sub Boom Bass bass line. And um, I saw this at Mesa, but I did. I tried to get a demo, but I didn't get a chance. It was a really exciting display, and it's got a great name and everything. But I was looking at it, and I have to say I was a bit underwhelmed. I don't know with, um, it, whether the other Rob Papen stuff is, uh, is, is, you know, is obviously very highly thought of, but is this just a sort of um, a cut-down rebrand kind of thing? PJ, have you used any of his stuff? I have. Um, not certain about this one, though. Um, I've used Albino and Blue. And Albino is a fa- is a fantastic synthesizer. Uh, I think it's uh, very versatile, and the presets that come with it are great starting points. Uh, sounds really good. I'm not sure about this particular product. Uh, like you from the demos, I was a bit underwhelmed. It sounded like that. It sounded like the sounds that it's able to produce are not varied, or very varied. You know, there's not right. a lot of variation. Yeah, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not real certain. I certainly won't be rushing out to to buy it anytime mm. soon a uh, good bit of uh, marketing though it's obviously um n- aimed at this sort of uh the kind of hip-hop and r&b producer's got some some good quotes there from various people stuck on the page um dave spears are you uh, you familiar with his work uh, i know some people who use uh, blue and like it a lot uh, and he's got a great reputation I, mm. again i'm not entirely sure about this i mean i do think it's brilliant marketing Uh, when i listen to the demos well it's based on the predator engine isn't it one another one of his synths but when i I just when i listen to the demos i just kind of thought it just sounds like an awful lot of separated sine waves and stuff uh some of the special bases were quite nice the kind of vowely textures and stuff like that right Uh, yeah yeah i saw a few of those sounds like they should have got howard scar to do some sound design yeah (laughs) he's not in the chat room this week and I haven't had an opportunity to play the Howard Scar design tumbleweed moment, but you know they're still the day's still short, so <laughs> never know. We might get a chance to do that. Anybody else got anything to add to that, or shall we move on to the cat flushes toilet? I, I want a drum machine that just plays high frequencies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, a, a hi hat synthesizer. 
ear bleeder yeah. shakers. Maybe we can get that Russian guy to uh, to do one. He did a cast. He did that. There's the. Uh, didn't we cover Kabasa synthesizer not long ago? Uh, I think Rich, so. Rich Hilton's ear bleeder. <laughs> High frequency drum. Rich, machine. that's what you yeah. just need. Someone to do one for you. You can put your name yeah. to it. Yeah. Sell sell packets. Maybe it's an iPhone iPhone app. It, it reminds me of an engineer I used to work with who used to boost the low and top so much that I had to leave the room, and I used to joke that I was going to run out of the room with my covering my ears running to the bathroom because <laughs> of all the high and low frequency. Wow. <laughs> so how did his mix turn out then? Very mid-heavy. Uh, it's Some of them are legendary, but I'm not even going to tell you who it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so, so want to get you drunk and get you to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in New York in October, right? Eh? You'll have to get all of these chat room guys into the same room with us to make that happen. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, our next one is obviously, um, well, this is a, a, a guy called Parry Grip. I, I, I don't know which one to play, to be honest, because there are so many of them. Let's start with... What about uh, a chimp on the Segway? I'm going to do... Ch- let's start with chimp on a Segway. Yeah, I think that's it. Now that's what I call a snappy arrangement. God, <laughs> help us all. Well, I, I saw this because I just thought it was a, this. This guy, Parry Grip, uh, used to be in uh, a band called Nerf Herder, and they did uh, a couple of you know tunes back in the. I guess it would be in the nineties on the MTV. On MTV, they did a theme song of t- uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and toured the country. And since then, uh, Grip has settled down in his Southern California home, where he sh- he. Uh, be- between shifts working in a family-owned orchid nursery, he writes music to accompany various YouTube videos. And these are the kind of videos like chimpanzee riding on a Segway or uh, rabbit on a skateboard or, you know, all of those or kind of stuff. Cat flushing a toilet. Cat flushing a toilet. And he just writes these songs. They're all about a minute long. I think the longest is about a minute and a half. But if you look at it, the views he gets on these are millions plus. He sells all of these things on on iTunes. He's got like 40 EPs plus, maybe 50 EPs on iTunes, all for a couple of bucks each. And I think he must be doing quite well. And uh, he's been sort of hailed as the new, um, like, they might be giants kind of vibe or Weird Al Yankovic for YouTube. But it's not, it's not funny, though, is it? It's not funny. No. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you play, play Cat Flushing a Toilet, Nick. It's just him saying, it's just Blink-182 doing a cover of Cat Flushing a Toilet. <laughs> I agree. I was really, I was merely interested in his angle, you know, the angle, the, the fact that he's kind of carved himself quite a considerable niche. None of these videos have got much less than a million views each. It's astonishing. It's shameful. <laughs> what does that say about us? Be. Let's turn it around. And we've, we, <laughs> I don't know, Dave Spears. Yes, I've got opinions on this on so many different levels. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I played my nipper, the cat flushing a toilet, and she thought that was hilarious. I did quite like the girl talking about herself. That's good. That's that the good. only witty one. That's observational, well, yeah. yeah. Good because because they, he's like, it's totally, he's like, he's actually, you know, there's actually some wit there. But there's no, there's no, other than he can hold a track together. Sorry to, to talk over you here, though, but like, it's just mindless. If it was witty, 
you know, if there was some kind of clever, um, clever um, l- lyrics in there, but it's just mindless, isn't it? I was trying to imagine it without the videos, because obviously if you're going to buy this on iTunes and you're not going to see the video and something like Boogie Boogie Hedgehog is going to get irritating within about sort of five nanoseconds. Yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, more power to him. I mean, in this article, it's saying about uh, one of the songs, Do You Like Waffles? Uh, The revenue seems to add up to 20,000 bucks before Apple has taken its cut. Well, you know, we are in the days of the lowest common denominator. I suppose we are. It sounds like he does a lot of his stuff on GarageBand, actually. I'm sure I recognised a few of those samples to take it back to a music tech thing. There was one other song. I kind of went off on this tangent. uh, And there's another song called The Mean Kitty Song, which has had 20 million views. No. So we're going to develop a synth called, I don't know, the Furry Pussy or something like that. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> there is actually a, a synthesizer that's, that, that meows like a cat. I'm sure you've seen that. There you go. Better than the screams yeah. like a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing that T-shirt yesterday. <laughs> I took Nelly to school. I'd forgotten I had it on. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rich. Yes. What do you th- I, I think fair play to him myself. I, I suppose I, I I only got a brief look at these. I've seen some of the others of their ilk, and I have sort of broad opinions about this. Kind of revives on some level the novelty records market. Yeah, but on a it's weekly, like, he writes one every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's cool. I mean, in that sense, that it provides all this interesting entertainment out of real found stuff and takes that stuff and montages it in interesting ways. I'm I'm down with it basically on every conceptual level. I just haven't watched these particular <laughs> I just ones. Don't like the music. <laughs> Bring back the Baron Knights, I say. When when Dave said he had a lot to say about this, I said good because I didn't I haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> so You're PJ your opinion, Rich. PJ, save me from tumbleweed. Yeah, oh, I think this is great. I mean, I think it's brilliant. Um, yeah, the music is childish, but I think that the the article on him says it all. It's family friendly, and I think uh, you know Dave testified to that. He showed the video to his daughter, and she loved it. And uh, I think that probably there's a lot of parents buying these for their kids because it's the type of novelty record that when I was four or five years old, I'd want to stick that 45 on the record player and play it five times in a row just to annoy my parents. You know, it's the, <laughs> Nick, it's can that, you play it? Could you, play, could you play Cat Flushing a Toilet? I don't please? have it. I don't have it immediately to hand, I'm afraid, oh. so I can't. But uh, I will. maybe I'll put it on the playout so people can hear it. I guess the yeah, one thing I about these the- is that, that he's, he's brilliant because they're short enough they can be ringtones. They can be, you know, they're short enough not to play, you know, you play it once or you play it twice. It's still shorter than your average single, so that's great. So we all win there because we don't have to listen to it for very long. <laughs> just don't listen to it in the first place. Yeah, well, I was just surprised. <laughs> I just thought it was... Um, was you know i was surprised at how big a, a sort of cottage industry he's broke up pj well, sorry i interrupted you very rudely there oh, you- hey if you know if if there's there's mega stars out there that you know they've they've risen to the to the top of their fame due to some gigantic media conglomerate that's helped them to do so i think that this is fantastic that this guy has figured out a way to take the skills that he has and maybe write annoying music but no more so, no more so annoying than a, a lot of pop music we've all heard well, and, that's, a, good, that's know, a very good point yeah yeah and put it out there and make some money for himself and his family i think that's great and also you know, you know he must be getting jingle work and stuff because i mean every, all of them are kind of like ready to be planted onto some kind of product to be you know advertised maybe we should get him i, I wonder how much he charged to do a sonic state jingle <laughs> Sonic talking. Broadcasting on your PC. Broadcasting state today. I'll do it for you for fifty quid. All right, you're on. I want it by next week. 
<laughs> this whole thing was just designed to get you to commit to a, <laughs> a music writing commission. <laughs> well, anyway, Parry Grip. I think, I think fair enough. By taking a video that's already got loads and loads of hits, he knows that it appeals. And just by l- turning it into a song, it's, it's, it's onto a winner. It's just a brilliant piece of, uh, of spotting, spotting a hole in the market and, you know, filling it yep. with, with stuff. Right. Uh, gosh, we, we're nearly there. There was one last thing, um, which was uh, drum sound. I was looking for some new drum sounds. I know I do this every once in a while. And I noticed that um, I was thinking about Waldorf Attack. I was looking, I wanted to get that and look good, and I can't find anyone that sells it. Do they still make it? Dave? <laughs> Dave, no Dave Spears? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I wonder. It was a plug-in, wasn't it? It's a plug-in version, so I thought yeah, they'd re-released it. Remember, I could be wrong. Um, is there any uh, anything else I should look at for... You should take out some old sample CDs. I do. I use them all the bloody time. Uh. I've got a brilliant sample CD, which is an old Akai one, which is just drum machines. I think it's called Drum Machines XL or something, and it's got every single drum machine, you know, up to the Roland R8 that you could possibly think of. And it's an absolutely brilliant sample set for, I use it with, I converted it all to ESX 24 and I use it as the basis of most of my drum programming because it's got, you know, pretty much every flavor of bass drum and snare and hi-hat and tom and, you know, whatever that you could possibly imagine. It's brilliant, but it's just not enough. What are you looking for, Nick? I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for real drum sounds. I'm looking for kind of electronic drum sounds, really. Have you looked at the Sonic Couture stuff? No, do they do electronic drum sounds? They do some very fantastic, some very glitchy, some very out there, some more stated, and uh, also Gold Baby Productions okay. is another place you, to look. Have you seen? Um, there's a guy called Saul Stokes who produced a, a CD called Blip Drums. Did you see that? Oh, I think we talked about that briefly, didn't we? Yeah, I, I, I think I heard some of that. Maybe I should check some of these things out. I didn't, yeah. look, I didn't look very hard, obviously. <laughs> also, Ian, you know, Ian Body did a, a, a CD called Airwaves when he'd taken a load of found sounds off the radio and, and mucked around with them. And if you're looking for something, you know, thwippy and um, electronic-y, there's, there's bound to be some stuff on there. Hmm. I may be a ch- or maybe I could go to loopmasters.com. What do you think? Seamless. Um, Also, I would like to bring your attention to our other sponsor of the show today, who are loopmasters.com. Loopmasters are the number one website and sample CD distributor who bring you the most inspirational collections of royalty-free sounds and samples. Uh, from some of the most, some of the top producers worldwide, their collections are available in multiple formats for all music software and studio setups to cover all types of types of music from down tempo, chill out, dance breaks, jazz, you name it, they got it. If you need some inspiration, head over to loopmasters.com and don't forget, they're still offering us the special coupon code where if you in, uh, email info at loopmasters.com with the subject line Sonic State VIP, they will send you a code that lets you unlock up to 800 megabytes of free samples from loopmasters.com. So head on over there. Thank you very much for them as a sponsor. Info at loopmasters.com with the subject Sonic State VIP. Also, they'd like you to uh, go check out looptv.net, which is their new monthly electronic music production video cast, which is uh, focuses on uh, Loopmasters libraries, producers, uh, music techniques, all sorts of stuff. So go check them out, looptv.net. I was just that actually that wasn't planned. I just realised we got to the end of the programme and I hadn't actually said their ad yet, which is obviously um, a bit amiss of me. Yeah, do you mean I'm still here at the end of the programme? Well, I think you are, Dave. It's un- unheard of. Because I don't think the drum sounds is going to get me very far. Now, Rich, have you got anything else to add to that? Is there anything else that you can... Just just that a lot of suggestions are flying through the chat room. I don't know if uh, Stylus RMX 
uh, suits you, but it works well for me for some of that sort of thing. I've but got it's some not it. very synthetic. No, it's more, no. You know what I mean? It's 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 odd, perhaps, but it's not synthetic. It's very it's cool though. It's got a lot of good stuff in there. I've got that. I haven't reinstalled it on this on the on, in Intel Word, which I I really should. But I will check the the uh, chat room. Some of the electro percussion stuff on that's very good. Right. Uh, but I'm equally as interested because I've got to take a very highbrow acoustic percussion player into a studio and babysit him with the hand sonic uh, and yes. various other things and just kind of give him a load of electronic drumming. Well, one, type. Thing, uh, one thing I did do is uh, um, I think I sampled a whole load of reactor sounds when I had a reactor in for review. And that worked yeah. quite well as well. Just kind of just stream them all to audio and then just cut them up. One thing I do use is... Uh, Steinberg did a whole series years ago called Sounds and Cycles, um, and it was done by a company called Sounds Good. Uh, oh, yeah, and I, I used quite that. a lot of their stuff. I don't know whether it's still available, but... Um. Sounds Good AB, they were Swedish. I remember, I think they actually might have been one of the first ever advertisers on Sonic State from all those yeah. years ago. There you go. Hmm. Uh, somebody is yelling Ultra Beat. Ultra Beat. Uh, which is part of Logic's... Uh, mm. Yeah, maybe I should. I, I, it has got quite an interesting synthesizer in there. Maybe you're right. I'll, I'll have another look at that. Somebody says Jean, somebody called Jean Michel Jarre is saying um, I should use their borrow, I should borrow his Oasis PCI card. And the problem is I haven't got a computer to put it in. <laughs> that could be tricky. And you can't get to Paris. Oh yeah, well, Jean Michel, I, I suspect that might be um, Oliver from Roland. I'm not sure, and it might be. I believe it's our usual friend, Circuit Symphony. I think you're right. And somebody says Quiggers. Somebody called Quiggers says Pole, which I'm assuming might mean the Pole sample from the M1. It's not going to get me very far, is it? <laughs> it's all right for the prodigy. It's all right for you. I'll just, if I just come up with as many different variations on drum sounds from that one Pole sample as I possibly can, that maybe that's the answer. There you go. Oh, look, what's there that? That sounds like a teacup. Yeah. Or is it a glass? You're right. That was a teacup. Ah, Yes, it is ah. the Circuit Symphony. I thought it might be. Thanks very much, uh, Oliver. That's I very can, kind of you to offer. I can work with that, too. Are we all bang? We're all going to have a jam. Oh, no. What have I got? I got <laughs> I'm not sure what the latency is going to do for us. <laughs> oh, what I've got like here... What I've got here is a baguette Reps. in a crispy oh. bag. <laughs> I'll be the shaker. <laughs> I've got a huge chunk of obsidian here. Let's see what that sounds like against the coffee cup. Uh, uh, I, I, I have a feeling that something terrible is going to happen in a minute. It's going to get broken. It'll break. There'll be water all over the computer. It'll go down. PJ's line will go dead, and we'll not hear from him for another three weeks while he fixes it. <laughs> hey! Wow, this is a very rich source of, uh, of new drum sounds, I think, perhaps. <laughs> for me i really do appreciate you, you taking the time out to provide me with all of this new sound material guys very much appreciated i'll tell you what is interesting nick what's that the uh i drum iphone um depeche mode thing came out the other day yeah i saw that i got a text from uh mark isotope who said um here it is is it good yeah 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 i like it i like oh, it have to check that got out some good stuff on there might have to nick a couple of those sounds is there <laughs> any way to get them without playing them out of the iphone uh, no, I can do it the other way around. No, uh, you can play them into the iDrum. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thought, to buy my drum samples for my iPod Touch and then convert them into EX24. EX24. Interesting kind of way around. Hmm. But I'll try Ultra Beat. 
Thanks for the tip there. Thanks for spotting that one, Rich. Okay, well, I think we're we're probably going to um, we're at the end of our of our useful time here together. <laughs> I feel five o'clock's coming, and uh, we haven't got any more topics left. And frankly, I struggled to get enough mileage out of the last one. So, <laughs> so I'd like to say thank you very much to all of our guests and Dave Robinson. As I believe this is actually a first for you that you're still yeah. here at the end of the show. Here's some um, teaspoon on jug to celebrate. I like it. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to go for that. That's going to Thank be. Thank you very much. That'll be my base job. Dave, Dave Robinson from ProSoundNewsEurope.com. Go check it out. He's got a great, great online version. Thank you very much, Dave, for joining Cheers. us. See you soon. And. PJ Tracy, also uh, from Minneapolis, um, thank you very much for joining us, and I appreciate you getting all your um, technology sorted out and finding clearing the decks enough to give us some of your time. Uh, we've missed you, and it's good to have you back. Oh, my pleasure. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And I, I just wanted to mention uh, two things very quickly. Um, sure. One is a nod to one of our sponsors in the June issue of Sound on Sound magazine, fine British publication that it is. They gave the V Piano a very good review. So anybody that uh, is interested in reading up on the V Piano, I highly recommend that review. And uh, the second is a book recommendation, and maybe many of the listeners have already read this book, but uh, Dave Robinson actually reminded me by saying that next year is the 40-year anniversary of Abbey Road. And uh, Jeff Emmerich's Here, There, and Everywhere, My Life Recording the Beatles is a fantastic book for anybody that likes all things audio or all things Beatles or both. Okay, great. Thanks for that recommendation. Dave Spears, thank you very much for joining us. A guru one wishes you a happy 60th, but I suspect you're not quite there yet. <laughs> no, I just feel it today. Uh, can I join in the Roland Love Fest? Oh, please. I went, my, I went into my local Dawson's store the other day and I had a bit of a couple of uh, questions that I wanted to ask and I was expecting somebody to be terminally useless and uh, somebody called Jay Dor from the Roland Planet store went way above and beyond the call of duty. So thank you very much, Jay. Excellent. Was he one of the ones who uh, perhaps did one of the patches? Because I think there was a Dawson's music, but I don't know if it was there, Reading. No, I think Guilford was the closest one. Ah, okay. But um, maybe he should. Maybe we could talk him into doing one. He was very knowledgeable and uh, knew his stuff and was incredibly helpful, so thank you. Oh, great. Well, let's hear it again for our sponsor, Rolling Cot UK, who also uh, are, are doing good things in the real world, not just sponsoring this show. Grand. Well, thanks very much, Dave. G4software.com, where you can find Dave. And finally, thank you very much, Rich Hilton. Um, I hope you have a lovely day at home waiting for your monitor to arrive. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have plenty of other things to do, but I'm thank sure. you very much. A pleasure as always. And uh, second to PJ's recommendation of Jeff Emmerich's book, it's, uh, I consider it required reading for any hardcore Beatles aficionado who's interested in recording. Okay. Great, I might I might get that actually via well, it, via the appropriate affiliate link, of course. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I think my, maybe sh- maybe I should play you out with the young uh, the young girl uh, on YouTube uh, from um, Parry Grip. Here it comes. Hey, everybody. So this is an update about me. She's a young girl talking about herself. You can't stop her. She's a young girl. Talking about herself. 